Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Astroport AMA, hosted by Neutron. Let's take a listen. Um, so, so yeah, okay. Uh, so basically, yeah, the, the point of the space today is uh, is to welcome Astroport to Neutron. Uh, we're very pleased to uh, to sort of introduce Astroport as uh, as the the first and the premier decks for for Neutron. We had the uh, the launch event on on Monday, which um, you know, there was a few few teething issues, but we seem to have got there now. And um, ultimately, overall, it's been, a, I think, from my perspective, quite a successful launch. So, um, so yeah, we're just going to run these spaces for for projects launching on Neutron, uh, give everyone, everyone a chance to introduce themselves and uh, tell them, tell the community a little bit about the project. Um, so we have here um, Stefan from Delphi Labs. Um, Stefan, would you mind just um, telling people a little bit about yourself and what you do at Delphi? Yeah, sure. Um, so hi again, everyone. I'm Stefan. You probably know me from the Astroport forum because um, I'm pretty active in governance and trying to make things happen in the Astroport assembly. Um, so I've been with Delphi since November 2021, um, close to two years, well, a year and a half uh, to two years from now, uh, but now and um, yeah, I, I've been mostly focused on governance and uh, making sure the community, the Astroport community is happy and that teams, uh, other teams can onboard an Astroport and they can get um, Astro rewards as well as dual rewards. Interesting. And uh, definitely, I think something we'll pick up later on in the uh, in the call, um, certainly something that people are quite interested to hear about, the, the governance side of things on Astroport and, and what that's going to mean for incentives on the neutron pools. So uh, definitely something we'll, we'll touch on. Um, so you're you're kind of more involved in in governance, and then Jose, who I see is still not quite with us yet, is is Jose sort of uh, on the more technical side with Delphi? Uh, Jose is more on, I guess, the business side of Delphi. Um, he's the CEO of Labs. Uh, he is not just an Astroport. He's doing a bunch of stuff to make sure Labs builds cool projects across Cosmos. Um, one example is the recent Delphi Hackathon. Um, where we try to gather teams from different chains, including Neutron, um, and see what they can build, especially on Astroport, on top of Astroport and Mars, um, but also on like any other project that they might pick in Cosmos, because we are really invested in Cosmos and hope that um, we'll see explosive growth, especially in the next year or two. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, it'd be, uh, be great for Neutron if that can be the case. Um, I think you kind of touch on something there, though. Um, I think if we sort of like ask most people around the cosmos about Astroport, um, my bet would be that that most people have heard of it, but potentially so they sort of, you know, remember or associate Astroport with being on Terra, basically, rather than sort of more cosmos at large. Um, but 
You are now on Neutron, obviously, uh, and on Injective as well. Um, so are you sort of increasingly becoming more, more sort of Cosmos focused than potentially you were in the past? Yes. So um, assuming the current trajectory continues with uh, Afterport and people want to deploy the, like, the protocol on different chains, um, I, I assume that in a year from now, Astroport will be on even more chains than it is right now. And uh, maybe we might see, like, depending on how things move forward, we might see a new MM design, which was proposed a long time ago. Well, not really a long time ago, almost a year ago, um, by the Delphi Labs research team, where uh, different Astroport deployments from different chains could share liquidity. And that way, like the advantage of like sharing liquidity between AMM, the other pools suddenly becomes more uh, liquid and people can more easily trade. Is that Stefan has been rubbed there potentially? Yeah, oh, I, I thought I was the one being rubbed. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's always somebody being rubbed, right? Uh, but I think what Stefan was talking on there, um, we'll, we'll sort of wait for him to come back up. Is was he mentioning the um, the sort of the AMM model that that you wrote about space for for Neutron? Yeah, well, I mean, actually, um, oh, the, if you mean Quantum Dex, like that that sort of like very early Twitter post, no, it's a it's a slightly different design. Um, the slam is actually a more complex idea, but it's in my opinion pretty fascinating. The idea. Um, and I'll sort of like introduce this in, in rough terms, but actually, you know, like Stefan and, and, and the folks at Delphi can, can probably give a lot more context about it is um, if like rather than have standalone deployments on multiple chains, like for example, SushiSwap or Day, where they exist on Ethereum mainnet, as well as Avalanche and others, but don't share any benefits from having, you know, all of these deployments. Um, if you have the right crushing infrastructure, you can actually ensure that there are network effects between between these deployments eg if you have you know like a, a pool that's very very liquid on one network but actually the demand for trading that like through that pool is on another network you could move some of that liquidity um, to that other deployment um, dynamically in order to to ensure that people can actually trade um, with a very good trade execution um, and just therefore maximize how utilized the liquidity the liquidity is. And so at the end of the day, if you can figure out the mechanism to do so securely at scale, you would have a, um, an AMM that essentially provides um, a better UX because it's synchronously available, um, like some better integrations, but also better UX because it's available locally on you know whatever chain you're, you're on and you want to use. Um, better trade execution because you have you know, access to the entire, well, not to the entire protocol's liquidity, but um, to more liquidity than your outpost would otherwise probably have if it was segregated from the rest of the protocol. And the LPs themselves also benefit because instead of earning fees from one deployment where it entirely depends on the demand on that specific deployment, they're sort of earning, they're sort of like optimizing um, revenue for that liquidity across all of the deployments, right? Um, of course, there's a lot of like asterisks uh, here and there, and there's a lot of like technical questions on how to do so um, in a really robust and scalable way. Uh, and especially with IBC, like how do you uh, 
um, you know, manage the, the denominations um, as, as the ABC paths are, are being used and such. Um, and so th there's a lot of complexity, but it's also, in my opinion, the most um, interesting cross-chain application design that I've seen so far. I think Stefan's back. Maybe, maybe you can hear it from the from him or I can't quite see him yet, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure uh, Tom will get him up when we when we possibly can do. Oh, it looks like Jose's in here though. Uh, Tom, can we get an invite for for Jose to come up, please? Yep, oh. everyone's invited already. Cool, and Stefan is back as well. Sorry, I got rugged. Um Thanks for <laughs> no worries. Thanks for it's just your turn. Thanks for continuing the discussion and explaining. I guess you were explaining Slam, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, tried my best to describe sort sort of the intricacies of of the model and the benefits to both like to traders, LPs, and um, and the the application itself. Yeah. Um, so one kind of details uh, detail of Slam is that compared to the current uh, design that Astroport has right now, where you have like a hub, right? Um, in this case, Terra 2 being the hub and all the other kind of deployments being satellites. Um, you have more of a design where liquidity can move across Astroport deployments. There is no really single hub in a way. Um, even governance could be done from any chain toward any chain. Um, so governance is not done on a single chain like it is right now on Terra. Um, people can vote with Astro, for example, from any chain on a proposal. Um, people can uh, swap an LP, of course, on every chain and kind of the liquidity is shared between all the chains. So it's kind of, in a way, it's chain agnostic, I guess, um, instead of being focused on just one one thing. Yeah, so, so essentially... Um, you're you're abstracting away the chain from from the user, right? You're building an application that straddles multiple chains and feels seamless to use, regardless of which chain your assets live on, right? Yeah. So in that scenario, like the chain, like let's say the chain is the backend, right? The server that's abstracted away, and what people might care about is the UI. For example, there might be uh, a Neutron branded Astroport UI, right? Only for Neutron. Um, users who care a lot about the Neutron chain, um, like the backend would be just abstracted away. Makes sense. Well, what are the benefits, in, in your opinion, to uh, to taking this approach as to something that's um, sort of like more like a hub and spoke model where you do sort of like proclaim one one chain as like the main chain? Um, like how, how do you think about this from sort of like the go-to market of the application, I guess? It depends on your goal. Um, for example, an AMM like Astroport might care, for example, about a specific chain, like let's take Neutron. Let's say um, the Astroport community wants most activity or most projects to trade on Astroport, but on Neutron, not on any other chain where Astroport might be. Even in that scenario, uh, SLAM is still useful um, because Astroport is still on other chains, right? So there's still some liquidity on these other chains. There might be less liquidity on these other chains compared to Neutron, but you still want to offer great trade execution on these other chains. The main reason being that um, if traders have a great experience with Astroport on whatever chain ABC, uh, they might also come to Neutron that Astroport, the Astroport community is interested in uh, to trade there as well. It's kind of the the value of the brand increases in a way, and people like we 
the uh, the Astropro community might encourage people to go to Neutron, and traders that had a great experience on chain ABC will go to Neutron because they know Astroport is a great brand, product, DAO, and so forth. That makes sense. And so, like, if you know, if if the Astroport community was to go for the the slam model, like, is there any sort of like rough idea of how long it would take to build something like this, given the sort of like technical complexity of the idea? It's hard to tell. Um, if I just if I would have to throw like a timeline out there, I would say at least a year of like research and building and iterating um, on test nets to make sure the thing actually works. Um, but it might be way more than that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're in the context of that idea. You're you're playing around with um, a protocol, not just what like one set of smart contract, but you're actually connecting um, multiple chains, environments, their own specificities, IBC and its quirks, um, all of the. So basically, you're straddling a lot of like security zones. So there's a lot of additional complexity that needs to be handled. But I'm personally, you know, if that's the the way that this thing goes in the future, I'll be very, very happy to see it. We have Jose on board. Um, how, how's it going? Hey guys, sorry about that. Uh, I've been uh, uninstalling Twitter from my phone to, for productivity reasons, but forgot that you can't join Twitter spaces from, from your computer, so I had to, had to reinstall it. Yeah, I'm good. The, very happy with how the, how the Neutron launch went. How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. Very excited as well. Um, I think we've laid the foundation of a really cool ecosystem with sort of like the, the Neutron launch event and, and now Astro being live and being um, a fairly liquid um, venue to trade on already or for a few pairs. I'm looking forward to sort of like all of the integrations and new assets that may come there in the future. How do you see the um, like, how do you see the for like the, 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 the bullish case for Astroport on, on Neutron and in Cosmos in general as well and over the next few months? Yeah. Um, well, I think Neutron is, ha has a good chance of kind of becoming the, the shelling point like Cosm was in permissionless chain, um, kind of what, what Juno was meant to be and, and, and in some ways what Terra tried to do. But Neutron, as, as the name implies, much more neutral. Inherits like uh, Atom Security. I think has has a good chance of being that and attracting a lot of developers who who, who want to build stuff, build and launch stuff, kind of permissionlessly. Um, and I think we're kind of already seeing that through the hackathon and stuff, seeing a lot of projects build build things like NFT identity and and, and prediction markets and things that don't really um, that, that would have a hard time kind of launching on a on a permission chain. So yeah, and and I also think Neutron, given sort of where it sits, can also become like the the uh, sort of liquid staking derivative liquidity hub for for Cosmos, and we're kind of seeing how big that market is on on ETH, you know, with a LSD finance kind of resurgence. And I think uh, the same thing could happen on on Neutron with Astroport being like the liquidity hub for for all of that. Um, yeah, so I think it could be one of the places both with like the deepest liquidity for for liquid staking derivatives, but also with the greatest like depth of of different assets as people experiment and, and launch different things. Yeah, I completely Glad. agree. We're, oh, go, go on, go on. 
I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree as well. And um, it, it really sort of seems like you're taking fairly significant strides towards that, no pun intended, because um, like not only have, have you now got the this like injection of liquidity from the, the neutron launch, but we've now got this atom economic zone um, and stride joining this atom economic zone and potentially a, another uh, liquidity windfall for, for Astroport there as well, isn't there? Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of interested, like, what, what Astroport's take is um, on the atom, atom economic zone and, and where you see yourselves fitting into that. Um, this isn't really directly related to the atom economic zone. Um, it's more just a general, I guess, implementation of a pool that can help LSDs on Astroport be more liquid. Um, so right now, LSDs on Astroport can trade in stable swap pools that assume that the two tokens in the pool trade one-to-one, uh, -one, so they have like the same price pretty much. But LSDs, for example, um, on Terra, let's take the example of um, ST Luna or even AMP Luna, these tokens um, deviate from one Luna over time. So they don't really trade one-to-one. -one. They're not really meant to trade in a normal stable swap. So what the assembly, the, the Astro assembly did was um, it passed a vote to offer a bounty for community developers to build a new stable swap pool that can, can help LSDs. And that stable swap, the main difference with that pool compared to normal stable swaps is that uh, it allows uh, one token to deviate over price from the base token. So in this case, uh, AMP Luna can like slowly deviate from Luna over time, uh, but it can it still like trades with the efficiency of a stable swap. So I guess that can help just LSDs on on Neutron bootstrap liquidity as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, so, but what what I was referring to is like um, Stride is about to join the. Um, about to become um, secured by by the hub as well, right? And as part of that deal, they're going to get a refresh memory space. Is it something like four point five million dollars worth of, of stride and or, or atom SD atoms going to be placed on on Astroport? Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, it's four hundred and fifty thousand atom, if I remember correctly. Um, so at ten dollars, that that's that's approximately it. And the idea would be that like half of this is staked through stride and then matched with the remaining atoms into you know a, a, a fairly significant liquidity bootstrap um on on astroport on neutron um I'm, I'm i'm curious to to like is there any um any ideas of like the timeline for um for this meta stable pool um v2 i guess um to to be to, to be built or like, is there any inbound uh, for the bug bounty that the Astroport community has, uh, has approved yet? Uh, we don't yet have any submission. Uh, the deadline for submissions is mid-July. Um, so about roughly a month from now. Um, yeah, I, we, I have, I know one developer who is interested in building this and I'll, Try to see if they can go forward and actually implement the pool, um, but we didn't yet get any any other submission. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll come around and, and build it. Um, 
I think there's another type of pool that's um, really interesting um, in, 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 in the works, right? Whereby um, currently, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the pools on Astroport are either constant product pool or um, stable swap. Um, and Osmosis has been moving into the direction of like Univ3 active concentrated liquidity style. Um, but if I, if I read the forums right, there's, um, you know, fairly strong discussions to bring um, passive concentrated liquidity, which, which um, is more into how Curve um, handles it to, to Astroport as well. Do you think, like, what, can you explain a bit more about like what that type of pool is and what would be the benefits to having that, that implementation on, uh, on, you know, on Astroport, on Neutron and, and all of it? Sure. The passive concentrated liquidity pool that Curve V2 initially um, conceived is kind of an evolution on top of the normal stable swap pool. But the, the difference between stable swap and uh, passive concentrated liquidity is that it allows a volatile tokens or volatile, a volatile token to be paired with a stable, uh, a stable coin and trade at a higher efficiency compared to XYK pools. Um, so the PCO, uh, passive concentrated liquidity, so the PCO pools are roughly two to three times more efficient than XYK, and they automatically concentrate liquidity around the latest uh, price in a pool. So it's not really stable swap where it just concentrates liquidity around the specific price, which is like one to one between the two tokens in the pool. Um, the pool kind of reconcentrates liquidity around the latest price, depending on how Kind of people trade in the pool um, and it tries to kind of in a way balance the io with the amount of fees that lps kind of get from from trading it, kind of, it tries to rebalance only after a kind of a threshold after the pool has kind of enough fees to kind of compensate for some of the io of reconcentrated that liquidity around the latest price and that way it doesn't completely wreck lps well, that's a nice feature. Um, what, what would you say are sort of like the differences between active concentrated liquidity and passive concentrated liquidity for from the perspective of like both um, traders and LPs? Because I, I guess impermanent loss is like a very sort of like crucial point in, in both of these models. Um, so yeah, if you can touch upon that, and that, that'd be awesome. I don't think it's about traders and LPs. I think it's about um, users and developers. Uh, I actually tried like a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever like Uniswap V3 was pretty fresh. Uh, I tried to integrate with uh, with the protocol and make like an a contract on top that tries to like rebalance liquidity and move liquidity in like chunks around the latest price in the pool. So basically I was trying to build what Curve did inside their pools, but I was doing that on top of Uni V3 and it was horrible. I pretty much spent I think it was three months just trying to debug the whole thing. And I like every single week I found like one or two extra bugs that I had to go through and debug and see what's happening. We I didn't even get to the point where I could send the thing to audit because it was just terrible. Like the code was messy. Um, I couldn't even write docs because I didn't really get what Uniswap was doing. Uh, the Uniswap docs were pretty early. Um, the The kind of algo in the pool wasn't documented properly. Um, I had to look like in the white paper to kind of figure out what was happening. So it was a pretty terrible experience as a dev. What um, passive concentrated liquidity does is 
it keeps kind of the same simplicity and uh, for both developers and users in like both one integrating with the pool making sure that you can easily provide liquidity for example you have like a contract on top that for example can auto compound rewards that come from the pool because the, that a pco pool might be incentivized it's really easy to do um it's really easy for people to kind of lp through your auto compounder and then you just harvest the rewards and you reinvest them in the pool for example um as opposed to doing that on on top of unity 3 where besides just auto compounding and harvesting rewards and all of that you have to move um your kind of users liquidity um every time that a trade happens which is again a pain in the ass and really no one on ethereum managed to do that properly and pretty much every liquidity manager on unity 3 besides the ones that handle um stable coins are terrible I, I tried them I, I consistently lost money yeah i think for for lps it's a very different experience too because like as, as an lp kind of what what uh stefan pointed out as an lp on univ3 i don't know if any anyone's ever ever used it here but you have to sort of set your range and then you have to set like the the wider the range you set the less likely you are to to have your liquidity kind of taken and so earn fees um but the more narrow the range you you set the higher the, the impermanent loss and also like um the more you have to kind of shift that around so it's sort of like um becomes much more capital efficient because you have professional lps that can come in who are like actively rebalancing their curves and stuff like that and providing much tighter ranges but it sacrifices that passive lp experience which to me was what made uh uniswap and amm's magic right was was this was this like airbnb for for, for capital kind of uh meme where anyone who has unused capital sitting in their wallets can just immediately become an LP, right? This this thing that was super like a, a super advanced um, kind of thing that was reserved for professional market makers. Suddenly, anyone can can do it, and unlocking like that that uh that magic which which Uniswap did and yield farming and all of that. So I think what's cool about Curve V three is it it uh like ultimately provides a much more concentrated uh liquidity like execution. So it's if like a few X more efficient than, than, than XYK and, and the traditional Uniswap, but uh, it's fully passive. So like all LPs are treated the same. You don't have to, to run advanced algorithms. You, you don't get uh, like front run by others and everyone has like the same ex executions. So it kind of preserves that, that like passive LP experience. Um, so yeah, it's super exciting. And I think we'll be able to, once that's live, kind of be able to really improve execution by, by quite a lot with, with the same amount of liquidity, which will also be, um yeah really cool to see what's your take on sort of like how you know we, we now have like two pretty big dexes in in in, in cosmos moving in the two directions right where osmosis is moving the active liquidity route and astroport maybe um adopting concentrated liquidity um how do you think that changes the role of these um, protocols in the ecosystem and and what are sort of like the the, the vision for a successful um as if like vco based astroport like w what role does astroport fill in the ecosystem with that yeah um i'll let stefan answer too but i think that the, the the kind of moving to concentrated liquidity to the univ3 style um is sort of going to be more um like the retail and like passive lp experience is is, is going to get nuked right it's, it's much more difficult for them to um, make money like even if the XYK strategy is still possible. There's going to be a bunch of people with much narrower ranges whose liquidity is going to get pulled most of the time, right? So 
by necessity, it's going to, it's going to kind of um, affect the passive LP experience, but it should bring in like more sophisticated professional market makers who can make um, like execution and, and price much better with, with a lower amount of capital. So um, that's kind of the, the, the trade-off. Whereas with, with Astroport, um, it really preserves that like passive experience for LPs where they can, um, they can kind of just like set and forget versus having to continuously actively manage. Like, I think the, the best is, 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 com- is combining, like is having the best of both worlds, having both a passive experience for uh, like less sophisticated and, and like people who just want to set and forget it. And then an active experience for, for, for those who want that and kind of combining it. So you have the best execution possible. Right. Um, so yeah, that's what I hope we'll, we'll, we'll progress towards. But I think in the, in the short term, Astroport will be the place for, for kind of like passive liquidity providers and also for, for long tail, like tokens that want to launch and want to do yield farming, want to do uh, that. That'll be like, I think Astroport will be the, the kind of place for that. It's like the, the, the liquidity, the passive liquidity hub for, for Cosmos. Yeah. I'll comment a bit about the difference between like the, the hub centric model that for example osmosis has com- compared to the like local model that astroport seems to go for um so i think the advantage of being local meaning deploying an instance of your mm on each chain is that you cater to each individual community that's bullish on that specific chain right so if i'm bullish neutron and i want to like trade specific tokens on the neutron chain um, I want to stay on Neutron and ideally like, while I trade or LP, I want to combine that. So for example, I want to get my LP token after I LP and use that somewhere else, for example, on a money market. I don't want to IBC or just go to another chain to do that. Um, I just want all my activity to be on Neutron. Um, I think that's what people naturally tend to do. Um, and so it makes way more sense for an AMM to be local as opposed to having a hub-centric model where, um, for example, I might have to go to the hub, I have to LP on osmosis, I have to take my LP token, IBC back to Neutron, and then um, lend that LP token on a money market. Uh, You have basically one transaction in the local model versus potentially three or four transactions on the hub-centric model. so just kind of reducing the number of clicks that a user needs to to make is already a huge win in terms of UX and UI. It also reduces the um, the latency and it provides stronger guarantees in terms of like slippage and execution, whereby if you if you have to wait for a few blocks between your being sent from chain one to its execution on chain two, um, that if you set your slippage pretty tight, you may actually get it not executed because the the price moved um, in in that time span. Um, so I think there's a bunch of like complexities that having this sort of like well, hub not local model does, um, and it also reduces like how easily and how straightforwardly you can integrate with a bunch of other primitives. So like you, you already mentioned like money markets. Um, in the case of Neutron, there's also this idea that you know like voting vaults um, currently today already allow um, a lot of the launch event participants to have voting power in Neutron's governance, while while their tokens are already deployed into um, a like productive way, right? So they're generating trading fees, um, 
and, and getting voting power at the same time. I think one of the things that people have been very interested in sort of like learning about is the Astroport's um, generator model, like what are generators, what function do they serve, and, um, and sort of like how are incentives um, on Astroport managed? And so what, what should people sort of like be looking forward to when it comes to, to potential like liquidity mining programs in, in, in the future? Sure. Um, so Astroport has a contract on each chain that's called the generator contract. In this contract, every LP on any chain can take their OP tokens and stake them inside the generator. Um, if they do that, uh, they can basically receive two types of rewards. One is Astral Rewards. Um, the, gov the Astral Assembly can vote uh, to for specific pools on each Astroport deployment to get Astro emissions every block um, for any a period of time. And assuming a pool gets Astro, once an LP stakes their LP tokens for that pool in the generator, they start to accrue Astro rewards. Um, this is like the single rewards model. Then you have the dual rewards model, which is a bit more complex. Um, it also involves a governance proposal coming from each team, each project that wants to incentivize liquidity on Astroport. Each project has to deploy a staking contract on a chain where they want to incentivize liquidity for a specific pool. Um, that staking contract needs to accept a specific LP token to be staked in it. And uh, they can offer rewards, for example, in their own native token um, for people to stake that LP token in that staking contract. Now, um, they th this team can make a proposal to connect this staking contract to the generator contract on, let's say, Neutron, on the Astroport deployment on Neutron. And assuming that same pool also receives Astro rewards, uh, what happens is when an LP comes to the generator on Neutron, on the Astroport generator on Neutron, and they stake their, their LP tokens, uh, their LP tokens first go in the generator contract, and then they also get passed over to that staking contract. So what happens is, as a as an LP, now you, you don't just get Astro rewards, you also get a second type of rewards, which is like that second token that um, is used to incentivize staking in that separate staking contract. So um, there's kind of some glue in between the generator and this staking contract that's kind of technical stuff, like a contract that sits in between the staking contract from this other team and the generator uh, from Astroport. And it allows this kind of magic to happen where you don't just get Astro or you don't just get rewards from a specific team. You get both type, types of rewards at the same time. All right. So for example, Neutron, uh, the Neutron DAO, now that it um, launched, could make a proposal to decide an incentive the NTRN pools that currently exist on, on Astroport. And that would be, if they're a generator, then um, like on, on, on Astroport, that would be decided by, I imagine, the Astro assembly in this case. Um, then both of these incentives could be combined and then paid out in the pool over time, um, like assuming that the LPs have been staked in them, right? That's right, yes. All right, well, let's make it happen. <laughs> um, all right, so do you want to... Do you want to take this, uh, take this home? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, just uh, it was really sort of interesting to sort of sit there and uh, 
you know, listen to sort of the uh, the the big brain take on the future of uh, of, of liquidity pools, you know. Um, but if I just sort of bring it back to the normies uh, level for a minute or two, um, we'll um, we'll give a few people a, a chance to come up on stage and, and request to ask any questions if that's okay, Tom. Um, but in the meantime, I've kind of got a few questions from the community. So, um, like on on the subject of incentives, um, people are asking when will when will incentives start? Um, I know that there's uh, like a governance uh, discussion up at the moment, but um, when can people realistically expect uh, to start receiving astro incentives on their on their neutron pools? Sure. So um, it depends on whether governance votes to add these rewards or not. Um, I don't really have a timeline. Like right now, each proposal needs to stay for at least a week on the Astroport forum. Um, to allow people to comment on that proposal. It's been about a week now since um, I actually posted a proposal for um, the assembly to vote on first IBCing some Astro from Terra to Neutron and then using that Astro to incentivize pools. So it's actually like two proposals that need to be executed. Um, it takes roughly four to five days for a proposal to, to execute. So, it takes like let's say eight to ten days um from now on at least to vote on these proposals and assuming both of them um pass um then astro rewards will start to flow to um in the in the astro board generator on neutron um now the proposal is not yet complete um we we still need like an executable message that can actually um allow assembly to ibc astro from terra to neutron and then start rewards so um i would say at least 10 days a bit more than that maybe a bit more than that to kind of get that these kind of executable messages um so yeah rough let's say roughly two weeks okay good to know cheers for that um another thing people have been asking me have, is um uh, if you know, sorry i actually have a, a sort of like additional question here which is in a lot of instances when a, a project wants to deploy incentive on another um, on another chain, the sort of like go-to solution is, hey, let's uh, transfer some to a multi-sig, and then the multi-sig will essentially um, take care of distributing um, the, these tokens, right? Um, but here you're talking about like governance proposals and messages, which you know makes me think that so basically you guys have automated all of that already right like you have ibc channels that allow you to send governance messages um sort of like the the, the current governance hub on, on terra to the the contracts on, on neutron and sort of like uh, like pick up the distribution right yeah so what happens is assuming a proposal passes in the assembly on terra so on the hub on the current hub um that proposal, when it gets executed, it actually gets IBC'd over, in this case, you would get IBC to Neutron, and then uh, a contract called the satellite contract on Neutron receives that message, and then it passes that message over to the to a contract that actually gets affected by that proposal. So, for example, um, in the case of IBCing Astro, that proposal just sends Astro from um the assembly on terra to the satellite contract on neutron which is the astroport satellite contract um the satellite contract will now have tokens and assuming the second proposal passes which actually starts rewards on the astroport generator on neutron um then that astro from the satellite will get moved to the generator and 
that proposal is also meant to set a an amount of astro to be distributed per, per block and also a couple of pools that will initially get astro rewards so all of these kind of things will happen in one kind of vote um together with like moving astro over to the generator yeah um i really want to emphasize that because i, I like that's one of the the things that i find really really cool about uh what, what you know what Astroboard um, offers, which is that you know there's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of dexes out there whereby if you want to deploy, for example, dual incentives, they don't really have any sort of like trustless infrastructure for you to do this, um, and so you kind of need to trust whatever team um, developed or actually operates that protocol with you know a large amount of value in the, whatever project you're from, token, um, and then just trust them to distribute it properly. Um, and same thing when you need to go for like across chains, you kind of trust that a, a small group of people is going to do a good job at just like transferring these and then reallocating them and stuff. And and you guys have automated and made completely trustless like both both of these, which I find really really cool. Yep, that's right. So everything is done through governance. There's no uh, multi-sig related to any rewards. Okay, cool. Um, so just uh, just one more question that I've got then. Um, is there any plans to have like um, a stats or trading information um, available on on Astroport? Um, I don't know if you if you're aware of something like Osmosis. They have like the Osmosis stats page where you can see like all the price data and the, the trading volumes for for each coin listed on the on the decks. Is there any any sort of plans for that to come to Astroport? Uh there aren't plans at the moment. Um... I think it could be useful to have something like that, maybe something like a portfolio page on Astroport um, that shows like stats about your um, LP positions or um, about pools that you traded on in the last, let's say, six months or 12 months. Um, yeah, so that could be interesting. Um, but there aren't any plans right now for anything like this. Okay. Um, Tom, have we got anybody wanting to come up to speak at all or, or not? No, there was one person, Tai official, um, but uh, literally for like a second, and then he was gone. Okay, no problem. Um, okay, cool. Uh, in that case, then, um, you guys got anything else that you want to ask each other, or should we uh, should we wrap this up? When stride, yeah. when liquid staking, <laughs> when LSDs on neutron. Uh, that's a really good one, actually. So for the uh, stride part, I guess you know kind of depends on stride and the the project's community and its governance and whatever because um you know it depends on the hub but it also depends on stride the the signaling has already passed and apparently they've had a successful migration on testnet where they took the um the testnet stride blockchain was like secured by the sunset into replicated security and apparently that worked out which i think very um, very encouraging because it's quite quite the technological feat. Um, and so, you know, I don't have the clear timeline here. Um, maybe we can ask them, but um, I, I would be soon, trademark. Um, now, in terms of, like, other LSDs, um, LSTs, I think we might see some foreign LSTs flowing into the ecosystem very, very soon. Um, I know that there's been quite a few bridges, um, like XLR and, 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 and others, um, to work on bringing... Um, for example, like ETH-flavored um, liquid, sta liquid staking uh, tokens into the ecosystem. Um, the 
yeah, so that that could happen very very soon. Don't have a set dead on like deadline on on when that's gonna happen, but um, soon TM. <laughs> and I think there's a, there's a few other providers as well that are um, either in the ecosystem already, like Quicksilver um, or Persistence, um, and 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 others looking to join that are also working on that. So I don't know, like I don't have the clear timeline on like when all of these pieces are gonna. Um, fit into the the puzzle, but but I think basically everything is converging towards that. So I would say soon and more and more over time, like over the next few months. Um, and I think that's that's going to be interesting to watch. So next week, thank you. <laughs> I'd say uh, I'm curious, Spade. What are you most excited about? Like, what is, what's the either application or development that you're kind of that you've seen on each other? You're most excited about. I think there's a few things. There's 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 a few things. Um, one thing that I'm pretty excited about is um, there are sort of primitives um, that are being built um, on on Neutron currently, um, and you know like stuff like treasury management, um, like cross chain treasury management. Um, I think is absolutely fascinating. I think it makes a lot of sense to be built in because you have these sort of like numerous sovereign entities, each with their own treasury each with their own sort of like diplomatic and financial relationship to each other and having sort of like trustless, once again, ways for them to interact with each other um, is going to be huge. I think it's going to be great for the ecosystem and it's going to be um, probably pretty good business for applications like on Neutron. Um, so that's one thing. Second thing is I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, it, it's going to take a few months, um, but I'm very excited about starting to see a lot pieces coming together and forming like a, a DeFi ecosystem that's actually um, fully fleshed out. I think um, like, you know, there's about 38 projects, um, at least like that was the number um, at, at our speech at Gateway recently. Um, we have had a few further commitments since then, but roughly speaking, about 40 projects are committed to launching on Neutron over the next like quarter or so. Um, and, and I think, you know, what we're going to see with this and with the liquidity that already exists, and that's start that's going to um i expect flow into the um into the ecosystem is that we're going to see a of um you know having the ability to be a degenerate and just like ape into various like cool DeFi products and compose them together and stuff um and you know for having been around ethereum um and for having been around terra when that was the when that was the case and everything was like um popping it's really fun, actually. It's very interesting because there's like a wide diversity of, of systems, um, and I, I really like like diving into each of them. But it's also like, yeah, like actual DeFi in Cosmos. I think is um, is something that I'm very bullish on. Um, you know, it's it's a long term game, but but I'm I'm very confident that you know we're, it's going to start building up over the next few months, and we're going to have a really really cool ecosystem as a result of that. But I actually, yeah, I have the same question for you, Jose, actually. What are you excited about? Yeah, that sounds really cool. I think, I think I'm probably most excited about similar, um, both DeFi and like NFTs coming to Cosmos. Like over the last few weeks, I've spoken to a couple of really good teams that are building on, on Neutron and on, on Cosmos generally. That are kind of building stuff that I think can unlock that, that like uh, degen instinct a bit more on, on, on Cosmos, which so far has only had really one outlet, which is Osmosis. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm also excited about uh, MetaMask Snap and, like, the potential of that to make it much 
easier for Ethereum users to like interact with Cosmos and make it feel like uh, an Avalanche C chain or some other EVM environment where, where it becomes much easier to, to kind of bridge over. Um, and yeah, on, on Neutron, I'm most excited about like bringing over a bunch of LSD liquidity that can then be the basis for like a lot of cool DeFi stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I mean definitely like um I I know that some ETH like um like staked ETH tokens are being bridged currently. Um we already have like staked Atom that's gonna be pretty liquid, assuming that you know the whole thing with like Stred and the governance proposal um uh, ends up happening. So that's already like two pretty um pretty interesting yield bearing assets to have. We now have a pretty good venue to trade. Um there's like uh, actually, like we'd love to have an update on this, but um, uh, like there was a uh, proposal on the forum of Mars to deploy an um, an outpost on on Neutron as well. So like a, a lending and like a pretty advanced lending and borrowing um, protocol. These three things, when you combine them, um, is like that. That's how you start building a rocket sort of sort of things because now you have like um, a very good asset to to hold that you can potentially like leverage up. Uh, you know, within the bounds of, of reasons, obviously, but um, in order to magnify your yield, you can have integrations with like sort of like what Mars is doing on Osmosis with the the, the farm slash fields of Mars um, thingy. Um, and we have already s some of the strategy providers like Apollo and, and others that are interested in building on Neutron as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to seeing some, some of the strategies um, will come out of this sort of like having those three primitives uh, being available on Neutron. Yeah, same here. It's going to be really cool. Um, especially with the more concentrated liquidity, I think some of the stuff you can do and, and like the yields get a lot more interesting. And then you can slow okay. coding power on it. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Well, um, in that case then, guys, um, what we'll do is we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, thank you very much to, to Jose and Stefan for coming in and, and talking to us today and telling everybody about Astroport. Um, what I would encourage everyone to do is just to uh, to go and try uh, astroport.fi, um, go and make a couple of swaps, and uh, and just see just how smooth the the dex is. It's uh, it's really 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 nice to use. Um, if you have any problems with Astroport, you can go and get support at the Astroport Discord, uh, and as always, just tune into the, uh, the the Neutron Telegram Discord social media announcement channels for and uh, and stay up to date with with everything that's going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. Um, anybody else got anything else to add before we go? No. Okay. In that case, then um, we'll we'll call it a night. Thanks, for, thanks to everyone to uh, for showing up, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you guys for Have joining. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Fun. Cheers. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Astroport AMA, hosted by Neutron, recorded on Thursday, June eighth, two thousand twenty-three. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Principle in like Taoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism. 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 Where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen.
because like the more you fight something the more like the opposite of what you want inevitably it kind of starts to happen chirping on the bird app listening to nerds laugh wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed it's like everybody's holding heavy bags in web 3 that's why they can't fly they just drowning in the bird bath fishing for some dry powder watch how we ignite the tower blowing up the bank accounts forgetting how to fight the power y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes they preaching open sauce but don't listen to the code and now it's mutiny community uprise there's no more humility futility plus size motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles motherfucking west side shit needle and noose sticking with my armory yam beta and bruce repping psychedelic artistry believing the truth like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue gm fam is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, huh? Less knee jerk, more evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.